Have you ever wondered how to show up as your best version of yourself no matter what life throws at you? You are not alone. I've spent the last 6 years on the comeback trail after getting fired as a burned out workaholic who missed her first candlelight wedding anniversary. When life gets tough, there's always a choice. Give up or show up. So how do you forge an inspiring leadership without the overwhelm completely from scratch? Join me in my quest to bring you the stories, strategies and tips you need to inspire you to succeed. I am Priyanka Khandalkar and this is Show Up with Priyanka. Hello everyone, welcome to Show Up with Priyanka and this is your host Priyanka Khandalkar. I am so thrilled and excited to welcome today's guest. His name is Clay Green. Clay is a high performance coach. He is a speaker, trainer and expert. He has over 30 years of experience training others to maximize their focus and productivity. Nowadays he helps business owners and executives understand how their unconscious mind dramatically affects every decision they make. He will help you to master yourself to make more money and have more time. Welcome Clay, so honored to have you here. Hey, hey Priyanka, this is exciting. I'm thrilled to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So happy Clay. And uh, I'm not sure if the listeners have listened to your previous episodes. So can you give us a little bit of a glimpse into who Clay Green is? Yes, ma'am. My background to I'm going to briefen it up a little bit. Um I was uh born in the south of America, United States of America, uh Alabama. Went to an Alabama high school, got a general Alabama high school education, and then I stepped into the tech world deeply. I became a nuclear reactor operator for the US Navy and a nuclear reactor operator trainer. And what that basically means is I became a subatomic physics specialist and an electro electromechanical engineer. Uh I I got out of the navy and stepped into training um training for um semiconductor production in other words computer chips but I was a specialist mm-hmm. I was a specialist on a subatomic particle accelerator we that was my wow. thing was yeah particle so kind of like the the big collider over in Sweden or whatever where all these crazy discoveries are being made I read that stuff and geek out on that stuff just for fun and it's, it's pretty amazing. So I'm the, I I took this tech background and uh yeah, well yeah, that's who I am. That's where I come from and today I've learned how to be this super this this trainer. I've been a trainer my whole life um training everything from from all that technical stuff to sport bikes and snowboarding and all all kinds of body stuff. And then when I made the transition into being a business owner successfully, I that's when I kind of stepped into what we'll call the woo and um mm-hmm. I under I became I be- really became a, an expert in understanding how the woo, how these soft skills, habits and practices really help people like myself, people like you, Priyanka, an engineer, mm-hmm. people like yes. people that are technically minded really become more focused and more productive and i guess the word is more efficient so that's what i'm i'm it. thankful i do these days awesome awesome thank you glee uh let's dive into our uh, next set of questions glee and i'm so excited like whenever you tell your introduction i get like goosebumps like it's so fun it's fun right like as a engineer how you transition into like personal development and how you have this uh, big awareness about how things work together 
I love that. <laughs> so it's exciting. Great, like, uh, yes, exciting. So what's the story of how you got to be where you are today? Well, I'm, I, I like that question and it's vague. It's like how you got to be where you are today. It's like, in what regard? Um, <laughs> so how is like... So let's talk about your childhood, well, how you grew up, and then you went oh, into the, like, how well, you went into the nuclear, like, what got you in there, and then how you transitioned into the coaching, like, the whole, yeah, that, that, the whole that story. key there. part, I understand, yeah. So the, um, I think the, I, I really, 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 really embraced the concept that Steve Jobs, Steve Jobs was the guy that introduced it to me, I think, but I'd obviously heard it and read it before. Um, you can't connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect the dots looking back. But yet, as human beings, we consistently and constantly try to orchestrate the dots going forward. Like every one of us right now, every one of your listeners yeah. probably has a goal that they can list right now. Yet, are they going to hit it or not? We don't know, right? We won't know until we're past that point and they look back and then they can decide if that was a good goal to set or not, or if they can decide if that was a good, a good experience or not, only looking back. Well, that's one of the gifts, I guess, that has happened. I can sit here now where I'm at. I'm, I'm 52 years old. I'm over halfway probably through my life. I'm about at the halfway point. Tara thinks that I'm going to live to be 150 or 300 or so. Um, I'm kind of leaning <laughs> I that too. <laughs> I love Tara a lot, man. I hope I can't wait to interview her. But this perspective, looking back now, I love how you how you brought it all in the childhood, everything. It's 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 frankly we don't have the time. Um, it's crazy when I think back to how I was raised. Priya, one of the questions I ask people, my, my, my clients now, when I first meet a client, one of the most common questions I ask is this, what did your mom and dad do for money when you were one year old? And they, they tell me, and then maybe I'll tell them right away, or maybe it'll be an hour or two or three sessions later when, when we connect why that's so important. And I love that you asked about my childhood. It's so important because we don't have any control. When you were born, when your babies were born, when your baby was born, they didn't have any control over whether they chose to be fed by you or your neighbor or your, or your rich uncle or your great grandmother. They're being fed by you. And that first year of life is when more gray matter is established than the entire rest of your life. Wow. The, so that's, so, so that childhood, how, so, so this, this matters to you because you're a new parent, right? Yes. Yes. But it matters to, to your listener and to me and to my clients, because now you can look back and you can see, and you can think about the environment that you were raised in. I was born in 1967 in, Al in rural, rural Alabama. Mm -hmm. that, that is a very poignant time in our nation's history. And it's some, a lot of stuff was going on there. And, and I was born in the middle of that. And that affected me more than what I've learned in the last year of my life. Much more. 
Wow. But, but because I'm aware of that, conscious of that, because I'm conscious of my experiences, I'm consciously thinking about those things when it comes time for me to make a decision today. Um, so, so for example, I'm trying to make a decision on whether I should use this type or that type of marketing, whether I should hire this person or that person, whether I should work with this person or not. And my decision is made based on every one of my life experiences and what I'm going through right now. There's a lot. So there's a lot there. When you start asking that question, you know, what got you to where you are? There's a lot there. Um, wow. <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. So Clay, like uh, specifics. Yeah. So what was the biggest trust? So what was the biggest transformation that happened when you like look into the childhood and look at where you are right now? So the the biggest, most impactful thing that happened to me. There's I can I can list several things, and I'm gonna I'm gonna start with a near death experience. Mm-hmm. Everybody has this moment where they become aware of their own mortality. Maybe True. when you were a kid, you lost a pet. Maybe maybe you lost a very close loved one when you were a kid. Maybe you were in a car crash. I was on a submarine and I woke up one day and there was a drill going on and I didn't know it was a drill, but I knew oh in 30, God. I knew in 30 seconds, 30 seconds to a minute. If I, I, I was literally asleep in my bunk and I woke up and I, I, because of the angle of the ship, the submarine was going down and I heard oh jam and I heard jammed rudder. That's all I heard. On the, over the over the one MC over the intercom system that goes throughout the whole ship. Well, if it's a drill, no big deal. But if it's not a drill, thirty seconds to a minute, and I'm going to be dead. Oh my goodness! Wow. So so what I'm what I'm what I'm using this for? What I'm saying is, we all have that proximity to mortality moment. I was in my early twenties, mm-hmm. and I knew that 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 shape that affected my life. That that gives you this relationship with the hereafter that lets you know where you're at religiously and spiritually. And, and it puts you on a path of studying and learning about yourself and about what you're going to do and after you die and what you believe and all that stuff. Well, that was one that, so that, that experience, I can tell you, like we can go into that story, but that's not the big one. That's just a common thing that we all share. And I and encouraged everybody listening to embrace that moment. And use it and leverage it and think about it. True. As I fast forward, though, when I was in my teens, 18, 17, 18, I knew that I wanted to own my business. I knew that I wanted to be rich. <laughs> I had these images of that. Um, I wanted to have some things. And frankly, I don't have those things now. I wanted them by 30, too. I wanted to be 30, 35 years old. Um, and then I followed my patterns. In other words, Mm -hmm. refer to what I said earlier about the gray matter. I followed the patterns that were in me and I married a girl young. I joined the military. I was making decisions that I felt like were the right decisions at the right, at the time. They were the, I felt like, I felt like they were my only choices. 
Like I didn't do good in college, but I needed a good education and I worked myself into debt. And so I made a decision to go join the Navy actively. These were struggles. I was, I I had a little baby. I was stepping into this manhood thing at my, in my early twenties and like literally 20, It, it was, it was a really stressful, crazy, hard time. Those times are there for a reason. They're teaching me lessons. And I'm, and I'm looking back now, I can see them clear as a bell. In the moment, I was panicked. In the moment, it was hell. It was stressful. I wasn't able to enjoy my daughter. I wasn't enjoy, mm-hmm. able to enjoy my wife. I wasn't enjoying my life because I was worried and panicked. Fast forward, fast forward. I get, I, 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 I I pull off a miracle and then not the life, not the life saving thing. I pulled off a miracle and I was selected. I, I was chosen handpicked and I got to do something that very few people got to do in the Navy. And it's, it's a blessing. It turned me into a trainer. It, it, they trained me how to be a trainer. And then I got out of the Navy and I kept training, but I was training technical stuff. Fast forward, job, a couple different jobs. I never fit into the job system. I just mm. did not like it. It was always oppressive. I always was seen behind the veil. I, I was wondering why that guy is saying, like my boss was telling me good job or bad job, either one. In either, either situation, I wasn't really dealing with what he was telling me. I was wondering why he's telling me this and how it's affecting my job and my team's job and, and, and the business. And I'm like, why is like, why is he being mean? Or why is he being super nice? You know, whatever it is, or she just whatever job it was, I was always in this other place. So it, I never really fit in the job market. So I was constantly trying to build a business and I was constantly failing. Um, fast forward, snowboarding, motorcycles, and now we hit the deer situation. Uh, Pri- Priyanka, you and I share a common class in our background. We, we both have studied with yes. uh, Dane Maxwell Dane and Maxwell? the foundation. It was in that class where, where my life changed. I was 40. It was, it was 43, something like that, 44. It was almost a decade ago now for me, eight years ago. Um, so the class ex- itself was was showing me things not not the the class didn't teach me things it was my experiences in that class the biggest being my question why them why not me why did that guy succeed and i didn't i love that I, yeah it's i think that question is coming like whenever when you were talking about this I, and and Clay, I want to say like, this is so inspiring, the whole story of yours. Thank you for sharing that from your heart. Uh, I just loved it. And I know there's more to the story. You're <laughs> just telling us the small part of it, but even that is so profound. And I'm sure our listener, listeners are also feeling that. And uh, like the whole story about submarine, wow. Well, I, I can totally imagine what would, it would have been. And I had experiences those near-death moments like, having a lot of uh, like 
accidents. I had like three, four car accidents. And every time I had accident, the car totaled. And wow. each one of them has unique stories. But whenever I experienced those, I was like, oh my goodness, like what I have done until now, which has impacted and created and inspired and helped others and served them. And when that is happening with you in that moment, you you have this like, the whole 360 degree of view of your past, your present and your future, which you will not be seeing. And uh, wow, that was, I totally like, like when you said about that submarine story, like those things came into my mind, like, wow, like those are the things which has shaped me too in doing what I want to do now, like sharing my message and really creating a legacy for my daughter after I leave this earth, like she has somewhere to go and learn from her mom. And I think that's what I was missing in those moments. I was like, how I'm going to create legacy, how I'm going to like make sure my daughter is all okay. She gets all the knowledge, which I have within me. And I think that's how we learn, like that's how we find our purpose and passion. And going back to foundation, I think, yes, that's where we connected. I connected with you. I connected with Tara. And uh, that also like taught me so many big lessons to have all those green goggles on. Always look for the opportunity, this opportunity in everything. And your mess is your message. I think I love that quote, like your mess is your message. And it's so empowering when we tell our stories. And thank you for sharing that, Clay. You're welcome. Um, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> you are welcome. I agree. Your message, your message so much. Yes. I love that. I love that. So Clay, like you talk about your ability to focus is everything. Can you go into details into that? And can you explain how you use that to show up during those hard times, like during your whole life? Yes. Perfect. Perfect question. The, uh, the, there's one more bit of thing that happened to me during my time in the foundation that had absolutely nothing to do with the foundation. And, okay. and that, it, it is also, it, it is the perfect question. You just asked the perfect question. That's, it's just blowing me away. Um, because it answers your question, how I do it now. And, and mm-hmm. this was the key pivotal moment that changed my life. It was, a cra- it, was, it, was, it was like a crash. I was doing 85 miles an hour on my motorcycle and a deer came from my right-hand side and hit my motorcycle right at right in front of my throttle hand, completely perpendicular. Oh my God. I wow. flew the, the, I don't want to go into the gory detail of the story, but I can. And I have produced many little interviews and many stories about where I, where I do go into that detail. But the punchline is this, I should have crashed and I probably should have died but I didn't even crash. I made it around the turn, the motorcycle stayed up. And three days later, I found a book called The Rise of Superman. And that is the answer to your question. When you read that book, when you read that book, what it describes is it describes what is happening inside the human brain chemically and, 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 and more the electro electrochemically, I'll say it that way, physically. It's, it, it describes, it connects it to extreme athletes in those extreme moments when they're doing those extreme, 
extremely risky things like jumping off a 50 foot cliff with a pair of skis on or, or, or wingsuit flying or motorcycle jumps. Well, it puts you into a, a state called the state of flow. And when, when that deer came out and hit my motorcycle, I was already in a state of flow, but looking, like I said, looking back now, I know that I went into what you might, what video gamers might call God mode when that, and I was only, I was only there for three or four seconds, maybe five. And, but, but I know the difference now between I'm being very productive. I'm kind of being productive and I'm being superhuman productive. And so that's what I teach people when I teach people conscious flow control. That's what I teach people. I teach people how to control themselves, their day, how to set up habits and practices to put themselves maybe not into God mode. Like I'm going to be honest with you. That mode is that like the ones that you were describing the car crashes you probably went into that God mode. You probably detached from your body and had these outside your head experiences, outside your body experiences. I did. When, when the deer jumped out, it was like I was everything. I was the deer. I was the motorcycle. I was the pavement. I was the trees. I was the sunshine. And I just knew I was not scared. I was not panicked. Everything was awesome. I just calmly handled every little thing that came up that needed to be handled. And that's the state of flow. So when I, to answer your question very specifically, that, that I, I can't say it's a moment, but hitting the deer, reading that book, the foundation introduced me to somebody that taught me about meditation and I respected that person and I tested it. I started testing meditation. Once I started to see an impact of, of meditation on my mental state, and I started controlling my mental state when I was doing things like producing content, writing copy, or interacting with a potential client or interacting with a client, then all of a sudden I started seeing the power of my mind in the daily. Not just, not just in this miracle situation where I save my own life on the motorcycle, but every day I put myself into a state of flow. Sometimes it's only two or three hours. Sometimes it's six or eight hours. But when you're in that state, you're getting it done like a champ. And, okay. and Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I, love those, I love those uh, uh, state of flow. Oh, my goodness. You can make so much improvement like you just need those two three hours but your content whatever you are delivering whatever message you are putting out there is just like so impactful and it just comes from within I don't know from where it comes and it's probably the way you explained me uh it comes from that unconsciousness like that consciousness like which is there in your brain and it just wants to untap and it comes in those flow moment i love that and that's i, I just want to make sure you understand what i'm saying priyanka i teach people how to do that Con consistently predictably turning that, that turning that on and off like a spigot wow 
And so is there like, do you do some kind of like a coaching then? Is it like a six months coaching, 12 months coaching to get more good at this? <laughs> uh the the answer is i can teach this process in eight weeks mm -hmm. you mastering yeah. this process might take years so so un understanding like i understanding the understanding the steps is pretty simple there's three habits meditation journaling and gratitude just understanding mm -hmm. those habits and what they do is pretty easy figuring out your daily routine and how it, how you best interact with what technology in order to get what you want to get done the right way that takes time um like one of my clients Dylan I've been working with him for about 2 years and it's been a process and that process resulted and it was just just recently him and I were having a session and he was talking about his third or fourth business and we were talking about working on that business and doing something and different and and finding the time to do that and then i realized i said hang on a second let's go back to business number one how many days a week how many hours a week how many days and hours a week are you working on business number one and how much revenue is that generating and he told me he told me he's working about three days a week on business number one, and that is generating enough, a, a significant amount of revenue that is keeping him alive and taking care of his family and all that stuff. And it's, it's, it's a comfortable living. It's a very, as a matter of fact, if I said the number, you'd be like, yeah, sign me up. <laughs> so, so business number one was generating, is generating that revenue and he's spending about three days a week doing that. And I said, you know what, Dylan, hang on a second. Let's think back two years or a year and a half, whenever we first started working together. How many days a week were you working then? And he said six and seven. And he was working right. 10 and 12 hour days back then. So he was wow. working at least two or three times the quantity he was working this week, two years right. ago, and producing a little bit less money. So it's like, that's the effect, that's the impact. But like I said, he learned, he learned the, the, the basics in a few weeks. The basics are really simple. It's, it's the application. It's the consistent, conscious application of the practices that gets the results. I love that. And also, like, when you said, like, earlier he was working 10 to 12 hours every day, and now he just have to work three days in a week to get that result. I was thinking more of, like, the Pareto principle, like, 2080. Like, how the 20% of the things are the really the important or things which really helps you to have those outcomes and results. That came into my mind, Clay, when you spoke about this, like how Dylan's business has changed. Very, very much so. He, um, uh, the twenty, the twenty, twenty percent gets eighty percent of the results, right? But the, the problem is, the problem is the other eighty percent still needs to get done. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's like the the word that's jumping into my mind is efficiency. And as an engineer, okay. as a fellow engineer, you, you have your relationship yes, with totally. efficiency, right? Um, yes. <laughs> the, the, the bang for the buck. 
And that's the exciting part. He's not working 10 and 12 hour days now. He's working, you know, six to eight hour days. And he's, and he's, he's getting the same bang without, he's getting a little bit more of the, or we should flip it bucks for the, the bangs. But it's, it's amazing to me how, uh, how the, how the conscious application of the practices is the lever. Does that make sense? That's the lever. Yes. Because mm-hmm. we all know the practices. I guarantee if anyone is listening to this and they hear me say, hey, you should meditate. This is not the first time they've ever heard that. No. They know they <laughs> we should hear meditate, that all the time. Right? But the, the yes. question is, how, how is it best for you to meditate? What is the best practice for you now? And how are you going to grow that? What is, what is your technique and yeah, how, how you apply it is everything. Totally. I understand that clay. And I, I have been practicing meditation from childhood. Like I know it's power and how it can make you so powerful and your intent. I think it's more of my intuitions also, because I have really strong intuition about everything. And that has come from like regular practice of practice of meditation and really going into that space state of flow and making decisions which are more powerful and which will make me grow and bring those uh, awesome things from me I lo- man you just said so much you just <laughs> yes, said I did. <laughs> so much and that i love how concise that is consciously consciously like like you've got a decision to make most and this is what i suffered from most of my life we talked about the struggle we talk about struggles and stuff um in my early 20s, my 30s, I was anxious and I was nervous because I have to make a decision coming up. Do I move here? Or do I take this job? Do I do that? And I would stress and, and weigh that anxiety out for days and weeks at a time, months. Do I, do I ask this girl out again, right? All these decisions in my life were, were stressful and heavy. On the other hand, you being a very mindful person are aware that when you start thinking about that, you feel the anxiety and you know that you're exerting energy in that moment when you're not in the right state to make that decision. So you, so, so that's what I work with people on now is look at your calendar. You're worried about, you're worried about deciding whether you accept the job at Apple or accept the job at Google. Well, let me ask you a question. Let's look at the calendar. When do you have to know that decision is done? Next, next, next Wednesday? Okay, cool. Well, when between now and next Wednesday do you want to exert energy thinking about that decision? Because if you think about it between now and next Wednesday, you're going to be exhausted. You're going to be anxious, right? Instead, pick yeah. an hour. Pick a half hour. Pick that 30-minute window. Don't worry about that decision except in that 30-minute window. Then you go through the flow launch routine, put yourself into a state of flow, get into the zone, and you step into that little room and you sit down with your journal or you sit down with your computer and you, you weigh out the pros and the cons and you make that decision in that state of flow. It's the right decision. I love that. Right? I love that. And I, I also, there's one thing that... Uh, how energy is uh, 
like directly proportional to the outcomes you get. So if you bring the positive energy, you get positive outcome. Uh, so I love when you said like how you decide, like we can get exhausted. Like sometimes we have this exams coming up, right? <laughs> we are stressful, stressful or this assignment coming up uh, to get completed at a job or a project. And then normally you just work on it the last day, right? Because you're exhausted <laughs> just thinking about it the whole time. You're so stressed, you can't even work on it. And then at the last day, you have to get it done. And then you suddenly you are in this flow state one day before and you get it done. And it's just amazing what you just talked about, how to do this and in more mindful and cautious state. And most people, most of the time, knock it out of the park. So what you, what you just described what we both just described, like if we, if we start breaking this down I, and we start talking about what the state of flow is, the state of full flow is a four-step process. And one, the first step is this step called struggle. When you are, when you are unconscious, un, when you're unconsciously controlling your flow states, you just described it. We stress about it for weeks. That's the struggle. We stress and we worry and we stress and we worry. Then we get into flow and we knock it out of the park in a very short time. What if, what if you could take that stress and that worry and you could compact it to a two minute exercise? Mm. That's what I teach people to do. That's literally the process. Of, that's it. You have these dedicated times that are okay. This part of my day, this tiny little part of my day is going to be the struggle phase. This super tiny part is going to be a release. And then I'm going to be in the state of flow. And then, then I love that clay. Yeah. <laughs> so powerful. That was really powerful. Thank you for like, like, it's just like you simplified it. It doesn't have to be complex. It's so simplified. And I just loved it. Thank you so much for sharing that clay. So today I feel like we just have this much time with clay. Uh, if you want to learn more from clay, please do check out his website, uh, enthusiasticclay.com. Uh, is there any other place so they can uh, check, like they can connect with you, Clay, other um, than the place I mentioned? I am, I am on Facebook. Um, I am, I, I prefer right now, I'm, I'm mostly spending time on LinkedIn. Um, mm -hmm. It's a much more professional and much more um, uh, targeted audience. I'll put it that way. Um, yes. <laughs> so if you want to um, connect with me on Facebook, you can. I do messengers on Facebook and I like LinkedIn messenger as well. Um, here's the important thing. If you're motivated and you're inspired, take action. If you want okay. to learn more about this, I honestly believe I am the best state of flow integration trainer on the planet for engineers and tech-minded people. So if you're ready to actually take control and become a master of your conscious flow and your, your day, shout out. Let's talk. Yes, totally. And I have known Clay for some time, I think since 2015. And I just love his work. Like we interact sometimes and uh, it's just like whenever I'm around him, I learn, I get impacted, I get inspired and I take action. So yes, totally working with him will be such a, what do you call it? It's just, it's just amazing Clay, like what you bring in. And I just feel like people need to experience that to work with you and like fully like integrate that in their life. 
Thank you, Priyanka. I treasure our relationship as well. And I really am glad I'm thrilled to death hearing this podcast and looking at this podcast. I'm thrilled. This is awesome. I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Clay, for being here. Thank you, everyone, for showing up and take care. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode. I honor you for your energy and time to show up till the end and listening to this episode. If you enjoyed this episode, please do take a minute to rate and review my show and share it with others who needs it the most. This would mean world to me. Remember your positive intentions, your presence and your positive energy is contagious to attract the positive result. Talk to you soon. Stay tuned until the next episode.